Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Time. There's nothing more valuable. It's what drives everyone to make the most of every moment. We celebrate living large in the now. In a city where time disappears, we create experiences that electrify the soul and memories that will last forever. We go big, we go all night, and here, everyone is invited. So get loose and get loud. This is Circa. You'll have the time of your life. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hello, welcome to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 in Southern California, the Bet in Las Vegas, and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. I'm joined in studio by G. Hey Wiley, Armani Buckets, Brandon Deutsch. We have a good one for you today. Carlos Boozer, Duke legend, Jihei Wiley favorite, will be joining us in the second segment. Jihei remembers him not only from Duke, but uh, when he was in high school. I mean, the, the, the number of players Jihei Wiley scouted in high school. Mac McClung, she was like a proud mom watching Mac <laughs> McClung in the slam dunk contest. You know, actually, um, this was in that same tournament. Amazing. Yeah, how crazy is that? This, in, this, in the same, uh, to, to see kind of these guys that... <laughs> You know, went on to the NBA, uh, and to just be able to watch them for free <laughs> was, was amazing. You know, at who that else? So that's a pretty. I mean, th- those are two guys who go on to have like pretty solid careers. Not that there needs to be like a full list, but like yeah. that's a pretty good. Yeah, I mean, just uh, the, just those, those two, two in yeah. that vicinity, and he's not even fr- like at least Gilbert's from LA. Like, that's right. You know, Gilbert. yeah, Gilbert Reese is from LA, but you know, Boozer's from Alaska, think, so he had to like fly in right, from on the uh, travel I think team. John needs to go sit down with Gilbert <laughs> right now. Well, let's uh, let's, uh, let's, let's we'll pump see. the brakes on that. By the way, you could tell like, that 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 issue is not. I mean, the fact that he's gonna, he's he's in Florida, he's not coming su- back. Suspended indefinitely, and he's in the rehab. No, well, I meant I meant facility. Gilbert, like realistically, <laughs> no, 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 exactly. because Gilbert's yeah. matured and he's older, yeah. and like I feel like he could give a lot of knowledge to John. I think a lot of it is having the right people around you and I think you so know too. when you have when you're making bazillions of dollars and you have family members enabling you really not telling you what's going on yeah it you know jaw it, it's it's sad but i think he'll make a comeback i think he'll be a great player he just needs the right people around him but let's rip off the bandage all right oh boy, let's rip go. it off as armand calls it doomsday for the lakers the number of doomsday the number of if they win they're in if they lose they're out but listen i will play along today watch because they're playing the new orleans pelicans obviously a significant game when you look at the how these teams are bunched up in the west I mean, do I think that they're done if they lose? No. Do do I think that they're in a really good position if they win? Yeah. I mean, so I mean, here's how crowded the West is. Los Angeles, the Lakers don't play last night. They go from the 11 seat to the 9 seat because of all the other stuff that well, happened. Thank God, because Dallas choked and Utah Dallas, choked. Right. By the way, the Utah Dallas. beat the you know what out of the Lakers early on in the season, yeah. and they own the tiebreaker. So we got to hope Utah keeps That's the losing. Same with OKC, who beat us uh, originally early on in the season yeah. too. Um, what I will say, though, is Brandon Ingram, man, that guy, if he plays, he's going to turn into prime MJ tonight. He always does against the Lakers. Same with Julius Randle. I should have known. I bet the under on Julius Randle oh. against the Lakers. I should have known. Anybody that the Lakers gave up on or traded, they're going <laughs> to absolutely go at your at your nose against the Lakers. Yeah. Ingram's going to have a big day. It's going to be about the secondary players for the Pelicans. Can CJ McCollum step up like he's been doing? Trey Murphy coming off of 40 points. Herb Jones playing great defense. 
The Lakers have actually played very good defense. We talked about this recently. First, I know you say, oh, the Hornets have the second defensive rating since the <laughs> deadline. I don't know how serious that is. Well, that's because you only need 100 points to beat the Hornets, so no one tries, right? Because <laughs> they have no offense. They have the 30th ranked offense in the league. But let me say this. Davis needs to be the catalyst tonight. If he has – and look, this is going to air for some of you guys listening at 7 the game's going to be on, but, uh, you know, soon after that, isn't that right. a 7.30 game? I think or is so. it a little earlier? Wait, it's is, New is it, if, if it's in New Orleans, Might I think be it'll be earlier. It's a yeah. 5 Pacific. Five oh, it's 5 Pacific. Right, okay, so, we'll so maybe the, maybe the fate will are. be sealed yeah. by this point. But what I will say is Davis needs to have an epic game, needs to play like he did last week. No more of this 14 and 14 BS. I know Russell yeah. will stand up. But, Arash, am I wrong? This is a big game for Davis. Well, it's a massive game for Davis, but I think obviously it's a massive game for the entire team. I am not of the doomsday mindset, but I get it. I get it. It's a very significant game for the Lakers. Tiebreaker, uh, where you are right now. Um, and, and this is a game that, that they have to have. So, Armani Buckets, I know you're going to allow us to to take the brunt of your, you know, <laughs> Hey, no, just kidding. If so, if if the Lakers win, if they find a way to to win tonight, how does that change things in your mind? So I look at this game as a very interesting and a telltale sign game because you know. There's so much vitriol on Twitter between Pelicans Twitter and Lakers Twitter because of the Davis trade and what transpired during that whole process. They they don't like each other. And for New Orleans to be tied up in the standings with the Lakers fighting for the play-in, Brandon Ingram with the history that he's had, this game means a lot to them. And if they don't get Zion back, this is probably their signature moment. For the Lakers, it might not be a signature win in the sense that they beat a really tough team, but it is a signature win in the sense that you're going to take a team's best punch. And if you can withstand their best punch and still come out on top, and if you do it with Davis playing really well, it is a good sign for their for their playoff chances, but I don't know if they will do it because I really think New Orleans is is going to swing hard tonight, and we'll see what happens. Yeah, it, it, look, I just think the way D'Angelo Russell's playing basketball, it's all about Davis. If he can get back to 30 points, 25, 30 points, instead of 17, 14, even if he was 30 points the past two games, those are easy wins for the Lakers. He really, I know he, look, the Toronto game's a little different. He was selfless, which was good. He passed the ball. Got others open. That created a lot. In the Knicks game, he just flat out sucked. Let's be real. He, did, he didn't play well. He didn't play well on offense. Defensively, still one of the best players in the league. He'll always be one of the best players in the league defensively. And that is a huge impact. He does have a huge impact on the game even when he's not scoring. Nonetheless, he needs to have a big game tonight. We know D'Angelo Russell is going to play well. We know Dennis Schroeder and Austin Reeves are going to play well. They've been playing well. Troy Brown Jr. is another guy. Can't go 0 for 8 again. Malik Beasley, What do we need a shooter. Somebody's got to yeah. step up and shoot, right, Arash? That's what I'm looking at, and I agree with both of you guys. Arash, by the way, if they win today and tomorrow. Well, oh, I, I get to yeah. go back to crypto. Yeah, let's see, because, I mean, I think the the, the, per, the previous trip to crypto was more for a pal, and so that, that – not that it didn't count, but I it, 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 I wasn't there really for the game. I was there for the, there for power. Yeah, listen, if they if they win the next two games, 
I'm back. Houston just beat the Boston Celtics. I know what their record is. I know, but they have talented (laughs) offensive players. This is my my comfort level. Like, listen, if we can't beat Houston, I'm not even going to worry about it. We don't know if Davis is going to play yet. Back to back, we don't know. This is what I don't like. You're 100% right about this. This whole idea that we're at... How many games left, Brandon? There's like 14, yeah. I mean, 14, enough with yeah. the back-to-backs. I mean, really, for goodness sakes. I mean, he, he did that when they played the Thunder. And did, did they win that they game? Won. They, they won. Win, they win. So they'll do maybe that. they'll do it again because they're playing Houston. Well, something we have to note, too, is the Celtics. Yeah, they beat the Celtics. The Celtics are, like, known to just play inferior to inferior teams. They've been doing that for a long time. All season, they've lost games to the Magic. They Let me lost, ask you like, guys this. So we've been saying this entire season that the West – is wide open. Is the entire league wide open? Like when you look at the Celtics and I don't Bucks, think so. Is it I, the Bucks? I, mean, who is, I think Milwaukee is yeah. a tier above everybody else. Everybody when you in incorporate when yeah. you incorporate the best player on earth with Chris Middleton last night, 31 points, nine assists. He's back. Drew Holiday is amazing. Brooke Lopez is a star in his own right. And then they have the deepest supporting cast of any team between Portis, between Joe Ingles, Javon Carter. They have Wesley Matthews. Grayson Allen's playing play. well. Grayson Allen. Pat Connaughton. Pat Connaughton. You can go down the list. I just don't see how any team has that amount of firepower. Well, and by the way, Brandon, yeah. the best defense in the NBA. Uh, did they move up to one? I, because I yesterday so. it was Memphis, and then it was uh, Cleveland two, Milwaukee three. But maybe they they're all so close. You just yeah. one day it's Cleveland with the best defense. And by the way, that's the team I think is is on a is the upset team. They could upset one of the Celtics or the Bucks. Probably not the Bucks. Celtics, man, if they play inferior to competition like they've been doing, they're going to get a first round series against Atlanta, and Atlanta's going to give them the work for a couple games. No, absolutely. I mean, and look, no, they're not going to lose, but you get Atlanta what I mean. Atlanta's terrible. Okay, but they might lose two games to Atlanta. They play like this so. against the Rockets. Tatum doesn't. Tatum is the weirdest player in the NBA. He'll score 50 points one game, and then he'll be 8 out of 55 from the floor the next game. He'll take like the worst shots. Um, look, it, it, the Celtics are good. They still have a chance. They have depth, right? Bucks are good. Arash, to answer your question, I think it's more the West is a little more wide open. Yeah. But even the West. But I'm like, just wondering if, you know, because we know the West is wide open. But And then for a while, it was like the, the, the Celtics are the team to beat. That's not the case anymore. No, so it's, it's Milwaukee. Milwaukee. <laughs> People say the 76ers, but we just know it's Whose fault was it la- 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 last night, the, the fight at the end of the Sacramento-Milwaukee? completely uh, Trey Lyles' fault. Okay. Because Giannis, they, after the game, and you know this is coming from a Sacramento fan over Sacramento. here. So, oh, my God. After the game, De'Aaron Fox said, well, Giannis should have just dribbled out the ball. It's like that's exactly what he was doing. Uh, okay. And then you got offended. You try to po- – not him, but Trey Lyles tries to poke the ball away. Yeah. And then Brooke Lopez, the teammate that everybody needs, exactly. comes in and says, don't do that. And then what did he say after? Like you, you could read his lips. It was He's like, curse, I got, I got your bleeping. They bat. shouldn't do that. By the way, Brooke is Brooke is one of the nicest dudes, like yeah. a teddy bear. So like to pit, to make him mad, it's good. Yeah, I like that. If anybody did not see that game, first of all, you missed a potential NBA Finals preview. And oh, I'm serious. Wow. Let's calm it down. But, but besides Let's that, down. Brooke throughout that second half, it was like a bloodbath in the paint. Him and Sabonis were going at it. In a very cordial manner, but they were going at it. And then Brooke gets his eye poked open. Yeah. So it was a lot. We up love that. the Kings. We well, okay, love so we, we the need Kings. to get into this. Yeah. Uh, 
Or Mike Buckus was the first one to talk about it. Now Bill Simmons has hopped on the uh, the, uh, <laughs> the train, the bandwagon. Okay, so here's my thing with the Kings, and, and I'm not knocking the Kings. By the way, I'm very happy as someone who kind of began their professional career covering the Kings and you know, the Lakers, Mike Bibby and Vladi Divas. Fantastic series. So I'm glad that for the first time in what is it, 16 years, they're back in the postseason. That being said, there, there is a difference between regular season and postseason. So the question that I have to you, and I want you to chime in as well, why is this team different than uh, like other good regular season teams? And I'll use the Jazz as an example. I'm glad that you asked, Okay, Arash. there we go. So multiple reasons for me. First of all, I don't believe in the rest of the West, which opens up the door for a potential for this thing to happen. Second of all, their home court advantage in the playoffs is probably going to be like the, the most electric That's thing so that cool. we've heard. It reminds me of the We Believe Warriors, and we wow. remember how electric that building got during their run against the Mavericks in the first round, who were the one seed. Yeah. Third of all, the most high-powered offense that we have, not only today, but maybe in the history of the NBA in terms of the regular season, and it's led by a real superstar in De'Aaron Fox and a real, real star in Sabonis, and they have shooters all around. People say the game slows down in the playoffs. I don't know if it's going to slow down for Sacramento. They're going to keep running and gunning, and people say they don't defend, but I think that they have the capability when needed to defend. It's just that that's their play style. They like to go up and down, and Phoenix has the Durant question marks, Golden State. God bless Andrew Wiggins. I hope everything's all right with his family, but they have those question marks. Obviously, Morant's question marks. Dallas might not even make the playoffs. Denver is very, very shaky. The only thing that's been consistent all year in the West, honestly, has been Sacramento's offense. I'm confident and in their Jokic's ability. Production, and Jokic's production. I mean, production. it's not. Look, look, you take the good and the bad. Jokic getting cooked on defense, teams figuring it out. I mean, he still put up like 40, 20, and 10 the other day when they lost. So I, I, he's still the unanimous. I mean, not, he's not going to win unanimous because Embiid's now making a run. But he'll I don't win. think but he's going to win MVP. Oh, I don't. You think Embiid's going to win? Yes. I do. Wow. And I don't think Jokic should, but that's a separate conversation. All right. We can, we can, I'll, I will go to war for my man. <laughs> the best player in the NBA. Wait, what's right up now? with this? Oh, come <laughs> on. Come on. That player that you just said that it's Giannis. You it's defense, not even close. Jokic is like the most it's brilliant offensive close. player we may have ever seen. Uh, offense. I mean, so like, Armani Buckets is saying this is a historically great. It is. Okay. But like, I mean, histo- history will say the Kings are not going to win because <laughs> they don't play defense. You got to oh, play defense with a championship. Even the Nuggets have the 11th ranked defensive rate in the NBA, <laughs> so they can win a championship, right? I mean, you look at Phoenix. Phoenix well, here's the thing. You're not going to get a Kings-Clippers game in the playoffs. I mean, like, like I don't know okay. what's going to happen. I'll but tell it's you right like, now. You know, I'll tell you right now who, I'm t- who I am the most confident in right now. This might be crazy to say. I'm most confident in Phoenix to get to the finals because they play defense. They're sixth in defensive rating. I know they All lack right. depth, but like Booker is on another. Who's the most hated right team now? in the West, by the way? The Grizzlies? I mean, like, if everything Phoenix. Right. I think it's, I think it's Phoenix. the Suns. I think it's Phoenix. Everyone hates uh, Memphis, Memphis has like two unlikable players. It's like yeah. Morant and Brooks, and right? It's like, like, yeah, we, yeah, we don't know what to get. No one dislikes Desmond Bain, you know, maybe Jaron Jackson a little bit, but yeah. it's Brooks that people don't like. Suns have like eight of those guys. Don't, people don't like Paul on the court. Yeah. Off the court, he's a great dude. Everyone knows that. People don't like Booker. They sure as heck don't like Booker on the court. They hate Cameron Payne. So, so what do you think the ceiling is for the Kings? No, I think the, the Kings the can ceiling. get to the finals. Okay, okay so, so we they'll agree. Lose. Well, but, uh, we, 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 
we've established how wide open the West is. Yeah. So it it wouldn't be the craziest thing for the team. What are they? The two seed now? Three now. Three. I'll I'll tell you right yeah. now. It's you want to hear some crazy? <laughs> Let's get into this. this. Let's get into see this? Preferences. I I woke up. I had a vision oh, I, I, in the morning, and I was just like, "Oh my gosh, this is this might actually happen." If the Lakers win these next two games, yeah. and they go three and one in their next four games, right. and LeBron comes back next week. I am taking the Lakers to come out of the West. And we should have mentioned the Lakers because it's yeah. fair to mention the Lakers. <laughs> These are a lot of ifs, Brandon. There are ifs, but there are ifs about whether they'd be good without LeBron. And they put those down, you know what? They they stepped up. Yeah, I mean, the fact, and you touched on this, like that LeBron's not wearing the, the walking boot. He's not walking, limping. not limping. I mean, I I think, you know, things are trending in the direction of him coming back towards the end Wait, of the season. Wait, but why can they win the chip? Why can they go to the finals? Not win, because Milwaukee defense. Defense. That's Top why. 11. That's why. Phoenix, like, like Lakers, they play defense. I, I just think that, and I completely agree with you, Brandon. Defense is so important, but when you're a high-powered offense, your defensive numbers are going to be skewed because the gains are so and, high scoring. Hugh has a point because Sacramento, especially if Denver loses in the first round, Sacramento then has home court advantage all throughout the Western Conference. By the way, watching the Lakers now, I, I just so part of me is happy that they're competitive and they're playing well. I think they're going to be in the, the playoffs. A, a wasted season and. A half because of that trade. I mean, if they had just kept that 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 team that lost to the Suns, if they had kept that core group, I mean, so much of what happened the past year plus was just a bad fit. Well, but they fixed it. We're a good they team did, again. But Russell's good. What a waste. I mean, resign a... Russell. I know you want to talk about it. You're like, oh, people hate Russell. Blah blah blah. I think mean, Clippers fan. I mean, they, they they go out of their way. Like, look how happy he is. <laughs> look at him clapping. Oh, look at him. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. But, but yes, yes. Russell Clippers fan. Good basketball. Russell right Westbrook. Now. I mean, they're going like out of his way. way. You want to hear? Like, a crazy oh my stat? god, he's clapping for his team. Talk about offense. Since Russell Westbrook went there, the Clippers defense has gone like this. There but their go. offense. Second in the in the league. At least they, 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 they put some wins together. I mean, I, it wasn't his fault that they lost five straight. He's but been playing was, better yeah. basketball than he did in the Lakers uniform. I'll tell you what that. do you guys think right now is your percent confidence in the Lakers making the play-in tournament? Play-in or play-off? Oh, play-in. Play in. Play in. Play in 100%. 100%. 100%. Wow. Yeah. Playoffs. Wow. Playoffs. I would say... 50%. Oh my god. You That's guys are so said it's a done deal. No, this Lakers train and I You're telling you me OKC say, and Portland are as talented yes. as oh Yes, if LeBron James oh is not playing He's still this team stuck, is not that matter. This Lakers this team is different than they were. Point, Davis Troy doesn't Brown even need Jr. to play and they're better than Portland. Troy, Troy Brown Jr. who was excellent until last game and you love that. You love it. Armand was having the time of his life. That was Malik Beasley and Marcus Morris both in Taiwan next year. But like <laughs> oh my gosh, Armon on Sunday. What that was like a kid in a candy shop. Oh, Lakers please. lose. Troy Brown goes 0 for 9. Yeah. That that was like the greatest day of night of your life. Huh? Here's the thing. I watch the other teams in the in the race between eight and thirteen, and I don't really see the separating factor without LeBron James for the Lakers. And again, they are always, always going to be an Anthony Davis sprained ankle away yes, from being done. I get that. That's and true. so to say a hundred percent for me is egregious because there's still 14 chances for him or 13 or however many 
to basically knock on wood. I hope LeBron James coming back. Well, but that's an if. Yes, he'd be greatest. The greatest postseason player in NBA history, by the way, LeBron James. And it's not close. Listen, we're just saying playing, so we're saying they're gonna finish as a hundred. Yes, at this point sixty or seventy. Ninety. I mean they're gonna be the tendency. Bro, you think, you think it's a coin flip? I do think it's a coin flip. I think that's it's a It's not a question mark. It's not a question mark. You were still stuck on the pre-trade. No, I was stuck on Anthony Davis. Oh, you, that's you love what the Thunder so much. Okay, so beat the Thunders, you know what, without Davis and without LeBron. Uh, yes, they did. But here's the thing. First of all, did the Thunder even have Shea that night? I don't think it they did. It doesn't matter. The Lakers didn't have Braun or AD. It doesn't matter. Shea is their whole team. What, they have Jalen Williams? Great player. No. Uh, yeah, I can't really name anybody else besides Jalen Williams and Josh <laughs> Giddy, but like, I mean, they're a top-heavy team. They have three players. They are a top-heavy team. I so still, much of your I, problem with the Lakers is that something could go wrong. And Someone could I don't hurt. think they're that talented. They've got moxies. I actually I like a lot of the other team's talents, especially guys that people really don't talk about or don't hear about. Lowry Markkinen is an absolute star. Oh, I, know they, I know they yes. lost last yes. night, he but he's, he's playing out of his Taylor mind Horn basketball. Taylor Horton Tucker. By the way, he was a player, player of the week. He was a player of the week. amazing. And those teams are so hungry, and all I'm saying is it's not a shoe-in for the Lakers to make the playing tournament, it. even if they stay healthy, barring LeBron. Let's say LeBron misses half I the rest of the games. I think it's somewhere... Like in between a hundred percent and a coin flip. It's not a coin flip. It's not a hundred percent. That's fair. That's way there more fair go. than a hundred. All right. Let's Nothing is a hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. Let's leave it there for now. When we come back, Duke legend, G.A. Wiley favorite, Carlos Boozer will join the show talking about the upcoming March Madness and tournament and Duke and all that good stuff. When we come back right here on the mightier 1090s from the California, the bet in Las Vegas and the Hawaii sports radio network. We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Time. There's nothing more valuable. It's what drives everyone to make the most of every moment. We celebrate living large in the now. In a city where time disappears, we create experiences that electrify the soul and memories that will last forever. We go big, we go all night, and here, everyone is invited. So get loose and get loud. This is Circa. You'll have the time of your life. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Still clown with the underground when we come around. Welcome back to the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 in Southern California, the bet in Las Vegas on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Just as a reminder, if you have a question or comment or just want to win tickets to an upcoming game in Southern California, Las Vegas, or Hawaii, call our hotline 310-400-0340. Let's go out to the Circus Sports Guest Hotline where we will be this weekend from March Madness. It's my favorite weekend of the year, but i got to tell you guys. We have a competition that I think I might actually win, and we're going to bring on Carlos Boozer to talk about it. Carlos, how are you? I'm awesome, guys. Thanks for bringing me on. How you guys doing? I'm doing great, Carlos. I got to thank you because, listen, I am not as big of a college basketball fan as my co-host here, so I, I'm very nervous about filling out my bracket. 
But we finally have something. I think I have a chance to win. The DraftKings Zero Right Bracket Challenge presented by Pepsi Zero Sugar. And here's why I think I have a chance. Usually, G. Hey, Wiley, I'm in last place. <laughs> I, I do my best to get everything right. But my goodness, I'm usually zero right. I'm as close to zero right as I can be. And now, finally, I have a bracket challenge that I can win. Zero right. Carlos, can you explain what is happening this year? Yeah, so I teamed up with Pepsi Zero Sugar to encourage fans to submit their zero right bracket on DraftKings. We all know how hard it is to get everything right on a bracket. This flips the script for you and gives you the opportunity to predict who's not going to win the most unlikely teams to advance to get a, to get zero right. The DraftKings Zero Right Bracket Challenge presented by Pepsi Zero Sugar is giving one lucky fan a chance to win $100,000 by getting as many not right as possible. I got to tell you, this is my favorite time of the year because it, 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 it's the only sporting event, I think, that the first round is more exciting than the final four. Listen, you want your teams to advance, but the day one, Thursday morning, you wake up, you fill out your bracket, and you think you have a chance. Carlos, obviously, you've won a national championship. Post-career, at what point did you get really hyped about this time of year because when you're playing you're focused on your particular game but as a sports fan i gotta tell you this is the greatest time of the year yeah right away i mean i've always been a fan of the tournament and, and what goes on this time of the year i think it's just great because you got so much going on whether it's high school professional obviously collegiate everybody's playing at the same time and competing for championships so I've been a fan from the very beginning when I was like a youngin, when I was like eight, nine, ten years old. And then obviously now fast forward after my career has been concluded and I'm retired. I, I still I fill out my own brackets. I got my own zero challenge bracket that I'm filling out myself. Guys, it's going gonna, gonna to be fun. And guys, if you want to fill out your own bracket, DraftKings.com slash Pepsi Zero. Again, you have to fill it out before those first uh, games are, are, are played uh, Thursday. I got to loop in my co-host here, uh, Carlos. G.A. Wiley is a massive Duke fan. And when I say a massive Duke fan... I love that. Like, <laughs> November, she's talking about college basketball. Oh, and October. I'm talking about October. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm, I'm talking about football... G. Hey, Wiley, how pumped are you right now? I'm excited to see you again, Carlos. I actually saw you play at Cal State Dominguez when you were 17 years old. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, I don't know if you remember this, man, but I saw you. I, I knew you were going pro the second I saw you. You, um, <laughs> you were uh, playing with a, a showcase team, and... Um, somebody gave you an ollie um, right below the free throw line. You dunked over two guys. I said automatically, there is no way this guy is not making it to the league. So I'm really excited to uh, to, to see you. Um, a quick personal question for you. I don't know if you remember this. My mom came up to you and asked you, what do you miss the most about home? And you said your mom. Um, I thought that was the most precious thing I've ever heard in my life. Um, just shows how great and close you are with your family and with um, your your friends and the, the tight-knit group that you keep around you. Um, wanted to know, um, who do you have in that bracket, in that Pepsi Challenge bracket? There's, well, obviously, in the, in the, in the tough, you know, the, the zero right bracket where you get zero right. <laughs> um, there's a lot, of, <laughs> a lot of teams that are going to be going home. But thank you for the compliment. My mom and dad are very close. I mean, they're in the living room right now watching my, my uh, the granddaughter, my oh, baby girl, Bloom. So I'm very close to my family. But 
uh, back to the tournament, there's a lot of teams that are really good that have a chance to win it. Um, you know, you look at the top with Alabama and Houston and Texas and Kansas. Those teams are terrific. Obviously, I'm going for my Duke Blue Devils, my alma mater, of course. I think we're playing as good as anybody in the country. We won nine in a row. They got some, they're playing some of the best defense they play. They just got done winning the ACC championship, so I'm rolling with them. But in the zero right challenge <laughs> bracket, I got a ton of teams going home early. Um, if I was you, I would pick, if, I, if I'm giving advice to those who are out there trying to be in the bracket and try to win this 100000 from Pepsi with the zero right bracket challenge, I would go, I would pick the lower seeds because in the first couple of days, it's kind of easy to pick out the, once it gets, once they advance a little bit, it gets a little tougher. Like the eight, nine game is always tough. You know, sometimes that seven, 10 matchup can be a little tough. Um, but I would I would go with the low with the lower seeds. You got to go with the 16 seed because only one time, and I do know this fun <laughs> fact that only one time the 16 seed has beaten the one. So in my zero right bracket, I got all 16 seeds. All the 16 seeds are going to win. All the lower seeds are going to win. Carlos, what was last season like for Duke? Obviously, I don't remember, and you don't remember Duke without Coach K. What was that like seeing him go through that one last year? It was tough, man. I mean, I, I've since I've watched, I mean, I'm 41. Coach has been coaching longer than I've been born, right? And, I, and since I remember, Coach K's always been on that sideline. So it was it was emotional for, all, I think, all of us. You know, you, if you look back to the last game at home at Cameron, when you have 200 ex-players come back to see their coach off and watch his last game in Cameron Indoor Stadium, that tells you how many lives he touched. And it wasn't just basketball players. It was so many people. I mean, I saw Steve, Steve Wynn and, and his ex-wife and a bunch of other people were there just trying to soak in that moment. Um, but that team last year, there's never been a team that went under that kind of microscope of Coach K's last hurrah. So the pressure that those, those kids were under was kind of unprecedented in a lot of respects. And I give them a lot of credit for getting to a Final Four under that kind of microscope. It's difficult to get to, I mean, obviously they had, you know, one of the, one of the, the top players in, in the draft, the number one pick in the draft, and Paolo Bancaro led the way, but that's tough to do. And, and I'll tell you what, even even watching this year, the pressure that, that that's come with, with Coach Shire taking over for Coach K, he's handled it so well that they've had a terrific season despite the injuries and despite being in, in Coach K's shadow. Um, but it's still very weird for me not seeing coach on the sideline. What was the turning point you think this season? I mean, they, again, they're playing their best ball right now. And again, you, you can't really call Duke a dark horse pick. But I mean, the way that they're playing, the way was there a moment this season where you think the switch flipped? Well, one, yeah, definitely. I think one, they started the season off not healthy, right? The two top players in, in, high, in high school, uh, Derek Lively. I mean, Derek Whitehead and Derek Lively were hurt to start the season, right? So that that put them behind the eight iron right away. And then as they got healthy, they started to get a rhythm. Coach Shire was able to figure out his rotation. And then I think that game where they had beat Carolina at home, which is a very emotional game, Duke versus Carolina, one of the biggest rivalries in sports, they won that game. And then two days later, they had to play at Miami, and the Hurricanes blew them out by, you know, I don't know what it was, 20 or 25 points. I think that moment was when they hit the snap because they started to get healthy and they won, they haven't lost since they've won nine in a row, Damn. including, including the ACC championship. They're shooting 37% from the three, which would have led the ACC if they shot that way the whole season. And their defense is just outstanding. Lively. I saw a game where lively had like nine blocks in a game. This kid is a rim protector. 
Filipowski has been the surprise of the season for everybody. He won ACC uh, player of the game, the MVP of the, of the championship. So you're going to be able to see a team that's very, very uh, together as they've gone through injuries and other guys have had to step up. One of the guys I think you guys will fall in love with is Tyrese Proctor. He's been playing with Jeremy Roach in the backcourt. Those two have been dynamic. They can both score. They can both shoot. They can both defend. And then the frontcourt players, again, with Filipowski and, and Lively, very dynamic for the front court. Yeah, Brandon Deutsch here, Carlos. Big fan of your game. Thank you for coming on and talking to us. Um, I wanted to ask about the other ACC teams because I know you cover them immensely. You follow them. Miami has a tough matchup with Drake. Virginia, tougher match. I mean, a tough matchup as well with Furman. Which team do you expect to have more trouble in that first weekend, Miami or Virginia? Yeah, two. I mean, I, I worry about Miami because of the injury of, to Norchad O'Meara. Norchad O'Meara in the semifinal game twisted his ankle with the, not even a minute gone in the game against Duke, and he didn't come back in the game. And that was, that was concerning because usually you're able to come right back in the game because the adrenaline's going, whatever, whatever. But he did not. So I'm worried about the health of, of Norchad. He's such a – he plays such a big, integral role for that team. He's a monster on the glass, walking double-double machine, and he literally attacks every ball – after a good shot to get the offensive rebound, defensive rebound. Um, but their guard play is amazing. Isaiah Wong is the ACC player of the year. Very dynamic. You know, Miller in there can score from anywhere. They got a lot of dynamic guards on that team. Um, and Coach Larinaga does a great job in the tournament. As you saw, the Hurricanes get to the Elite Eight last year, but they were healthy. So I'm concerned a little bit about Norchad and the health of Miami. And, and Virginia's terrific. They, their defense, they slow the game down. I'm, I'm sure you guys will watch them a little bit. Um, they do a good job of slowing the game down, making you use all possessions and doing extra effort on defense. When they make shots, they're very difficult to, to beat. When they don't make shots, uh, they have a hard time catching back up if they get down by a big lead, which is what happened in the champion, ACC championship game. Um, so I'm looking for – another team to look out for is NC State. They got a very dynamic backcourt, one of the best backcourts I feel like they, in, in the ACC. And, and, and just pay attention to their guard play. They have a big guy named DJ Burns, who's a big, kind of reminds me of, of Zach Randolph, a little heavier though, but very similar. Left-handed, smooth, got good footwork on, on the block. Um, you definitely want to watch him in the tournament as well. Hey, Carlos, I'm going to shift the topic a little bit here. I grew up rooting for you in that Chicago Bulls team with Derrick Rose, Joe Kim Noah. Thank you. <laughs> very, very fond memories of those days. I wanted to ask you, what were your fondest memories of those Bulls years? Oh, we had so much fun, man. D. Rose. I mean, I just remember getting there to Chicago in 2010, and I'm watching this guy in practice, and then we have our first couple of games, and I'm like, I've never played with a guard like this. I mean, he was so explosive, and he was so quick. It was like it's like he had Allen Iverson's quickness, which was a blur, and he had, like, uh, Michael Jordan's athletic ability, but he's only, you know, he's only 6'3". He's, he's a point guard. So I was like, I was just blown away as a, as an as a NBA player I just became a fan of watching him play during the game. Like, I'd be in the game like, dude, you're unbelievable. <laughs> and he's my teammate. So I, I was very impressed by his by his ability. Um, Joakim Noah just being one of those hard-nosed, all-effort, all-out, don't-care-if-he-scores kind of guys. Like, he's such a winner. Um, Luau Dang, like, our, our team was was built for a championship. It just we didn't have B-Rose healthy. You know, like we, yeah. you know he, won, he won the MVP in 2010-11. We get all the way to the conference finals. We lose to the Miami Heat. And we all thought we were going to come back and be right there again the next, you know, four or five years. And then D. Rose got hurt six years in a row. And he was one of those those very dynamic guys where, I mean, we'd be talking about him right now as one of the best to ever play if yeah. he didn't have all those injuries. That's how good D. Rose was.
Last question for you, Carlos. Again, Carlos Boozer is joining us. DraftKings Zero Right Brackets Challenge presented by Pepsi Zero Sugar. Again, the only bracket that I think I might have a chance to win. Carlos, I, I got to close this out with this. Listen, you want to be, you know, like not be happy with someone's failures. How how happy are you with North Carolina? Again, beginning the season as the number one team in the country. They're not even in the tournament, Carlos Boozer. Your thoughts? So as with my ACC hat on, I wanted them to be in the tournament because I felt like they're a team that could have won. But they couldn't. Remember last year, they kind of got hot at the end of the season. Yeah. They went all the way to the championship game. They were 20 minutes away from winning a title, up by 15 against Kansas. Kansas comes storming back. So, I, I, as an ACC, you know, brethren, I wanted them to be in the tournament. I think yeah. they could do some damage. But as a Duke Blue, <laughs> no, nah, I, I think it's, I, I think it's unfortunate. I'm gonna be honest. As I'm covering this team, um. I became I became a fan of of Armando Baycott. You know, I think yeah. he's a stud big man. I feel like this year, his senior year was got done disjustice. I think they were so inconsistent. They had some stuff going on off the court um, as well that kind of creeped into the locker room. I, I just wanted a better ending for him because he was so dominant. This guy's the leading rebounder in Carolina history with all those greats that have that have come before him. And it's just the, for them to end like with an NIT invitation for his senior year. Just a little disheartening, but um, but yeah, I mean, obviously they're they're a team that that has a ton of talent. They got a ton of talent coming in next year. We'll see who's able to come back and stay. But yeah, go Duke. Awesome, love it, Carlos. You're the best. Thank you so much, my friend. Thanks for having me, guys. Awesome. That's Carlos Boozer again joining us with the uh, DraftKings Zero Right. You heard that right? Zero Right bracket challenge for uh, Pepsi Zero Sugar. Again, it's. It's impossible to get all of them right. It's equally probably impossible to get zero right. Long, right? <laughs> Although, I mean, it, it, you really have to lean heavily on the 16 seeds. That's yeah, sure. but you're still going to you're gonna trip up because a 13 is going to be know. a four. If you're picking all the low all, seeds. All the low seeds. Yeah. All the low seeds. But There's no right You know what I didn't bring up to him, though? Because, like, what does it really matter? But my fondest college basketball memory would be covering USC. In Philadelphia, we get to Philadelphia, and every one saying Duke Kentucky rematch of that classic Christian Leitner Grand Hill game. It was a deal. Duke was playing UCLA, USC was playing Kentucky. Well, Duke beats UCLA, but USC, Brandon Granville, Brian Scalabrini, Jeff Trapanier, they played the game of their lives and they blew out Kentucky. We, we, we go on to play Duke. We lose by 10. Uh, had no expectations to win that game. Duke goes on to win the national championship. But that was a fun team. Was a fun team. Again, it, 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 you know, like even if you go to a football school like we did, this time of year is great because you think you have a chance, and I think we have a chance I to win. We have a chance. I mean, I have in one of my brackets USC going to the Final Four. I'll Whoa. say it right now. I'll <laughs> now, say it right now. Hold up. What what's what's our thought on bracket? Do we do we fill out one bracket? Oh, you got to fill out multiple. As our good friend who uh, who's also on the Mightier 1090, Mike Greenberg, the sheet of integrity or multiple brackets? Oh, multiple brackets. You got to do multiples. <laughs> no, I have no one. sheet of integrity. Hey, Jihei, you're probably the same way. I have one where I fill it out with my mind based on what I've seen from teams, and I have one where I'm just like, gut. Let's do it. Like yeah. Drake, yeah, no. Drake over Miami, Kent State over I don't know who are they playing. I don't even. Know. Yeah, you do. You definitely you know, do like, the ones where you like you have like upset, 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 but then you have the ones where you're like, okay, let's be logical.
radical about yeah. this, right? And then you have the ones where um, you do, you know, their defensive rating over their offensive rating, et cetera. You know, you, yeah. you have like actual stats to it. And then you have your gut right there. I mean, Oral Roberts is going to be really rough for Duke. I'm not going to lie. So you picking Duke in the zero right bracket? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm no, joking. I would never. What I will say, though, is Arash, team. what I will say, and I know we don't, we have minimal time here. But USC becoming more and more of a basketball school year yeah. after year. And I love it. I love that we're becoming more than just a football school. I've told Andy Enfield this because there was a moment last year when he almost left. And I said, well, okay, first of all, you live in the South Bay. You live in Manhattan Beach. That's A, number one. But beyond that, my expectation is just to make the tournament. My, my expectation is, you know, hopefully you win 20-plus games. You make the tournament. And yes, listen, at some point you begin to feed this monster where, okay, like I want to win a tournament game. I want to get to the Sweet 16. I want to get to the Elite Eight. At some point, he's going to do enough and he's kind of on the cusp there where like we want to get to the Final Four. I think that'll be next year, right? Yeah, it's not going to... Well, I, I just think they're well, in an easy side of the recruit, bracket, like, a bracket though. Yeah. That's the thing. You know, they're going to play some teams <clears> if they get through Michigan State in Marquette, it becomes really easy from there. Those are two tough matchups, but if they can, they match up well against them, if they get through those guys, watch out. By the way, G, what, what, what was that like? You were, uh, you, he would, that was the first question I'm sure he got about that particular game. Oh, I'm uh, sure. During this whole car wash <laughs> that he's on. Uh, he did, uh, you, you could tell that he was like, yeah, I remember. And then by the way, his mom and dad were there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, taking care of their. The, yeah, he's very. I've I've talked to other friends of his as well, and they're just like he is so close with his family. So like, it would, it, it's a good question to ask. Um, yeah, it's it's kind of surreal just because I, you know, when you when you see somebody for the first time playing for the first time, and you're yeah. just like, oh oh my gosh, like this is who this player was, and then to see the development. Right. As a Duke fan, as somebody that really, truly loves basketball, like yeah. to see him develop from, you know, a kid to an adult, to a man um, and then go through the NBA. It was it, it was a little surreal, but it was it was awesome to talk to him. Solid role player. I mean, when you look at the career that he had, again, gets to the um, All-Star game 2007, 2008, All-NBA 13. Again, we remember him with the Bulls and the Lakers and the Jazz. Jazz. Yeah, he was good um, on the Jazz. By the way, forgot a gold medal. I mean, I, you know, I think Coach K wanted those kind of like you can't have a team full of all superstars, and he is a star in his own right. But he got his role, or he knew his role. Yeah, wins a bronze in two thousand four, part of the Redeem team in two thousand and eight. Um, just a solid player, right? Yeah, I mean, he was a twenty and ten guy every night for the Utah and Chicago, and those Darren Williams pick and rolls with him oh, were yeah, iconic. Yeah. And then, yeah, he got to Chicago, and you know I will go to my deathbed saying that if Derrick Rose doesn't get hurt that year, the Bulls win the East and win the whole thing. Wow. They were the they were the biggest challenge to the Miami Heat, and unfortunately, Derrick got hurt in the first round, so we never got to see what would have transpired. Yeah, I mean, it, it's like one of those big things when you look at his career, and again, he was just here with the Knicks, you know, happy to see him still playing. But when you talk about uh, the high watermark of Rose's career, what what he was and what he could be, you're like, oh, man, if he didn't get hurt, like, I mean, they would have won at least one championship and maybe they go on some kind of a run there. But, uh, yeah, exciting time of year. The NC tournament's right around the corner. Zero bracket challenge. I think I might have a chance in that one. All right. That's all the time we have for today. Let's do it again tomorrow. Until then, this is Arash Markazi saying stay safe, stay healthy. Westside, Westside.
This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hustle for the cash, so it's hard to knock it. Everybody got their own thing, currency chasing. Worldwide through the hard times, worrying faces. Shed tears as we bury brothers close to heart. What was a friend now? Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.